0: Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan, and on this podcast we'll be discussing what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. Joining me today is my stellar guest, Legion. Welcome.
1: Hi, thank you. I've never been called Stella before. I'll have to pay you more.
0: <laughs> Cheers. Um, I, uh, you know, I've been doing a thing of uh, using different words for the intro. So, look, uh, googling at this point. Um, I know,
1: <laughs> you'll have to throw into one discombobulating guest.
0: Yes, at some point, certainly. But uh, are you good today?
1: I'm, I'm very good, thank you. Yes, and yourself. Um, Very well, thanks. Smashing stuff.
0: That's good. So uh, to start us off, uh, Legion, uh, where are you from? Where do you live?
1: Uh, So I am from a small town up north. uh, It's called Chesapeake in Derbyshire. Okay. Um, And I I live here with my lovely wife, two children, who are hellspawn, but I love them dearly, and my wife's puppy.
0: Oh, nice. Um, I was going to say we. we, um, I'm sure we'll talk more about um, (laughs) the family later, but I feel like the the most important question I have to get out of the way, which
1: is, uh, what breed is the puppy? The breed of puppy is a toy poodle. Oh, nice. Um, he's a trip hazard, is what he is.
0: I would imagine so. (laughs) Especially,
1: yeah. It's like any
0: puppy. How old is he?
1: Uh, He is 15 weeks on Saturday, so he is a puppy puppy. I
0: was going to say a lot of energy.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. That's fair. Well, to go on to um, obviously uh, the main point of uh, the podcast, talking about uh, your blindness, uh, like uh, what is the level um, of it for you, and uh, you know how long have you been blind?
1: So I have, I've actually only been totally blind for around about six years now.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I, so totally blind, total, total. Um, I have been, I was born fully sighted. I then went visually impaired at age one. Uh, I then went blind, but with some useful vision at 16.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and then at the age of 22, I lost all my residual sight apart from light perception. Um, okay. uh, my condition it's a degenerative one called Leber's congenital amaurosis, which is, from what I understand, quite rare.
0: Okay. And uh, do you know, like, what exactly, like, it means is, like, say, wrong with your sight?
1: Uh, yeah. So it's a uh, disfigurement in the rods and cones and detached retinas.
0: Okay. And you say uh, it was uh, diagnosed, as it were, when you were one.
1: Uh, it, well, I, I actually went visually impaired at one. and This yeah. is when my my family noticed and my doctor noticed. Right. Um, I was only diagnosed actually about twenty-two there. Yeah, only diagnosed about twenty-two years ago. Right. Uh, so I was I was diagnosed in nineteen ninety-nine because I can actually remember the diagnosis. Okay. Um, which is you know one of one of those great things to remember as a child. You go to the hospital. Why am I going to the hospital? So we can find out how blind you are. Sure. I-
0: do you, so, do you remember how they went about diagnosing you?
1: Um, I remember part of it. I don't remember all of it. I remember I had to go under anaesthetic for them to try something. Okay. Uh, but the main diagnosis was done with, for anyone who, with a visual impairment who has been to hospital Under diagnosis will know, electrodes on the temples. Mm-hmm. Which one of the only things i can remember about it that and waking up from anesthesia and wanting toast
0: okay fair play Well wow. uh and is this uh condition is it inherited then I'm guessing? so
1: technically yes however there is nobody in my family with a visual impairment going back around about 200 years right um we, we, you know, we, we checked family trees and then it came along. And my mother first had my brother and then me. And for one person to be born with Leibniz congenital amaurosis, it's one in 64,000. And my mum got two of us, yeah. she got double the fun.
0: It's um, a hell of a statistic, <laughs>
1: um, isn't it? Just
0: yeah, so our. How many years older than you is your brother?
1: That is a jolly good question, which I should know off the top of my head. Um, four.
0: Okay. Uh, was <laughs> I, I asked because I'm just curious to know? Was he had he been diagnosed by the time you you know you were born?
1: So we were diagnosed together. Okay. The Doctors had noticed he had no sight earlier.
0: Right. Okay. And. Was his sight like as far as his deterioration? Was it is it similar to yours, or has it been different? No,
1: no, no, no. So he he actually he lost the main chunk of his sight straight away. Right. Uh, was basically left with with some residual um, sight, so he can still see the odd thing, but I, I couldn't describe it for you. Um, but he now has considerably more sight than me. Sure. Whereas for for, for years I I had considerably more than him.
0: Okay. So uh, interesting, Di- and I mean, as two s- siblings, because I don't think it would uh, shock. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's um, you know, I don't think it would shock anyone to uh, say that uh, siblings sometimes don't get along um, when growing mm. up. So I suppose a part of me would wonder, like with the different um, I guess uh, types of uh, how much sight you guys had Like, did that affect you two growing up as brothers at all?
1: No it didn't um, me and my brother have always been brought up to, to get along um, like my mum quite aptly put it you best bloody get along now because when I'm dead you two will only have each other Mm. Which, you know, is succinctly to the point, really. Sure. So but no, um, no, there's never been really any animosities between us and and our and our sight levels. Okay. Um so no, we we've always got on. I mean we we're very different we're two different horses from the same stable, as it were. Sure. But um you know, we 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 always got on well growing up.
0: Yeah, okay. That's fair. I suppose I was just uh, curious um, because say for myself when I went blind I think it's fair to say at least early on I think it uh, in some ways contributed to myself and my younger sister not getting along in the sense that she couldn't understand why say I needed to sit so close to the TV Um, Mm. you know and that kind Mm. of stuff So I suppose I was wondering if when you're both, um, you know, visually impaired in some way or another, of uh, how, you know, it could
1: probably work out differently or the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, you know, as as siblings, you're always going to argue about stuff. But uh, I mean, luckily, we, we were we knew we both had the same condition. We knew that we could both go blind at any time. Mm hmm um sure so you know that that didn't affect anything between us just you know the normal things like you know brothers argue about in the late 90s which was you know they're my pokemon cards not yours and sure (laughs) you know etc etc that's my toy not yours yeah um you know we, we were very very fortunate in the fact that even now, we are both very understanding of, of each other's sight conditions. Obviously, being the same eye condition but a different eye strain.
0: Yeah. That,
1: so.
0: Okay. That's that's uh, fair enough. Uh, so, to go back to you saying that it was, uh, you know, from when you were one to when you were sixteen. Um. So was it in that time that your sight? What it's did it stay the same, like, or did you notice it deteriorate so, as you got closer to sixteen? No,
1: no, I noticed it slowly, slowly deteriorate. So through my childhood, I was I was pretty much, I was visually impaired, but I, I was pretty much fully sighted. Okay. Um, so you know, I, I could read normal size print. Sure. Um, um I could. You know, play normal games, you know, yeah. Um, read comics, et cetera, et cetera. And then as I started sort of getting older, so up, up until I was around about
0: eight,
1: nine, right. nine, um, my sight started getting worse. So I, I actually <laughs> went from reading normal size print to, like, size 20 print in right. font. Okay. And then when it, when it got to reading size 36, which my sight was still very good, but my eyes couldn't cope with print, uh, this was round about 10. Um, and I got given the Harry Potter volumes uh, in size 36 um, print in bold text. And when you're carrying around eight volumes of one book sure, that weighs as much as a large toddler that's when you realize i think i may it may need to stop reading print and stop straining my eyes and maybe learn braille which is you know what i did sure when i when i had residual site i learned braille yeah and I, I changed my main medium to braille just so i could use the rest of my residual site for useful things like not dying in traffic sure
0: so so when you learned braille was that that was your main way of working while you were at school
1: um so my my main way when I when I was in school, so it started off being large print,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, um, and then then braille for the main. Um, We're going up to around about two thousand and three, right? Uh, back back in the day, back before the era of computers, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, uh, like you said, you're you're two years younger than me. It's yes. amazing how how different the education style can be. Um, so my my brother, for example, was taught all in physical format, so braille, um, large print. Mm-hmm. His was mainly braille. Right. Mine, up until around about 2003, 2002, uh, when I went to senior school, yep. it had been primarily primarily physical formats so of braille, large print. And then I got my first laptop, and I remember it so vividly. It was HP, and it it was a Behemoth. Okay. And it ran supernova two, supernova two or three, sure. I think. Okay. Which, at the time, was groundbreaking, but now we we look at supernova and for those that can use it and use it well, it's great. For those that need primarily screen readers, we, we we laugh at it.
0: Yeah. So is it, are you a Jaws user now, say? I know that's the more common Uh, screens. Do
1: do you know what? Uh, I span the genres, as it were. Um, So I am, at home, I'm primarily a Mac user, so I use VoiceOver on Apple Macs. Sure. Which I've used now for the best part of a decade. Right. Um, But I am, in my day-to-day work, which I I know obviously we'll we'll discuss later on, I I use Jaws. Hmm. Um and then, when I get bored and partition my Mac, I am an NVDA or jaws user
0: right that's fair enough so so we're talking about like in school and like changing your way of working but when mm. it, when it came to mobility, were you had you learned to use the cane while you were at school?
1: Yes, I had yeah, yeah, yeah. um so from a very very young age, because like I said previously, my condition is degenerative. They they wanted to instill in me the idea of using a long cane. Sure. So even though I didn't need it fully, I was trained in to use it, because one day we didn't know when, we didn't know how, or we didn't even know if, I would go totally blind. Sure. And I would need to know that skill of finding A from B.
0: Yeah.
1: So yes, um, I was actually I, I went to a I went to a mainstream school yep. um, growing up, right. uh, but it had a specific VR unit, which I think still exists. I should really find this out because one of my friends, childhood friends, is actually now a teacher there, uh, and he will be able to tell me that there used to be a VR unit um, primarily for us, you know, visually impaired kids. Yep. So they would all all come from all and sundry to be educated in mainstream setting, but with that extra assistance.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, did you have a um, a teaching assistant, learning support system with you in so, class? Yes.
1: Um, not for not for every single class, but um, so in primary I did, because obviously, right. as, as you know, in primary it's it's all all over the shop you don't know what you're doing from you know break time to break time um, but when, when it got to senior school it was a lot more structured so I had a TA in maths and the sciences right um, and music which I was absolutely dire at
0: <laughs> in what way so
1: oh I, I I know what I like I just can't play what I like that's fair. So you know, um, my talents do not lie in the musical portes. Fair play. S- but, no, um, it was it was fun because I I had that freedom to be a normal kid in certain lessons, mm-hmm. and it got to, got to a point where you know you sort of you know you're the odd kid because you've got a TA. Sure. But then in certain lessons where I didn't need a TA, like history, business studies. English, um re drama. You know, I could just crack on with my mates and just just be that normal kid in school.
0: Right, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned there, like, we've been like at school and like being able to sort of be with your mates and stuff. Like, so when it came to like the social aspect, was things all right for you? Like, I don't know, did you experience any
1: bullying? or <laughs> Yes, yes he yeah. Um, You know, quite a lot of people don't, quite a lot of people do. Unfortunately, I was, I was the one that did very early in my secondary career, uh, uh, you okay. know, secondary life, that sure. you know, went, went through quite, quite a bad spell of bullying. And yeah. then it sort of died off when I got into Y9. Um, and it just, you know, I, I can't really complain, as it were, past then. Um, yeah, um... That's fair. Oh, I'm dragging up some memories now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, I I can't really complain, because I was big enough and ugly enough to fight back.
0: Right. That's fair. Okay. So... So I was like when it came to finishing your time at secondary school, you know, things were all right for you when it came to doing your exams and yeah. stuff. Did you have Yeah,
1: yeah, think-
0: Did you have double time? So
1: I I did have double time. Double mm-hmm. time is a bloody lifesaver because even if you don't need it, oh, it's just an excellent, excellent way to DOS, isn't it really? Yeah. You know, you're in a room on your own, you can just chill and do it at your own pace. It's bloody lovely. Yes. Um I always remember So I I am well, well known in my family and my friend circle for being incredibly clumsy. Right. And I remember my, it was in between my religious education exam and my physics exam, I want to say, I know it was one of the sciences. And I'd gone to make myself a cup of tea in the VR unit because they had a, uh, what was known as an independent area, where you could t- learn daily living skills, which was about as fun as watching paint dry, especially if you, you know been dragged up at home to do this stuff for yourself already. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I say this, and I pulled the <clears throat> kettle, and I'd not put the lid on properly, and All it right. was a very cheap, very cheerful kettle. So I leant over to grab something that was behind the kettle, and ended up peeling through steam the skin from the palm of my hand on my right arm right up to my elbow and i was basically woozy as hell still did my physics exam um don't really remember it passed it miraculously i do not know how all the while me ta who was my basically and sure you're all right you look like you're about to faint. Do you want to go to the hospital? You know, you can come back and do your exam I'm just in the corner. Like, nah, I'll be fine. Um, ended up going to A and E when I got home from school because my mum looked at me and went, "What the hell have you done?" Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, literally. It's a fair for, response. Yeah, it's a very fair response um, for well, from the age of sixteen up until around about twenty-four. Mm-hmm. I had no sense of feeling from my lower palm of my right arm up to my elbow. Right. So I, I would literally just go into the oven and pull things out using just my hand, because right. I, you know, I knackered my nerves up. And then one day I went to do it, and I was like, oh, this hurts. And uh, merax, and merax, it never scarred as well, which is, God knows how.
0: Yeah, but you just randomly got, like... The sort of feeling came back.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair play. I remember being at college and we used to, you know, as you do as kids when you're stupid and full of alcohol, um, used to play chicken on the hob. Sure. And I used to be able to leave my right hand, not my left, but my right hand on the lit hob yeah. for ages. Yeah. Which was a very useless skill
0: yes <laughs> <Just> say, feel <laughs> obligated to say uh to any any kids listening, don't try this at home,
1: don't try this at home, kids, nah. yeah,
0: but uh yeah, like you said, i can I get the fact that yeah when you're if you were with mates and like you said if alcohol was involved, it was probably seen as a oh. a funny gag, yes, oh yeah. Um, yeah so you mentioned so after your exams. I know um, you went to the uh, Roanhurst College for the Blind in Hereford?
1: I did indeed, yes. Uh,
0: Um, What led to you finding out about the college?
1: So, it was actually, my brother had gone to New College Worcester. Right. um, Before me, and had basically had a shocking experience. Okay. And it came to speaking about my, you know, Further and higher education careers. Yep. Um, and my low vision aid assessor, um, and the social workers that you know everyone is, is a given when you're of school age and blind in a school situation, and wanting to further your prospects, mm-hmm. said, "Oh, why don't we send him to New College, Worcester?" My my mum went uh, because it ruined my other son. Basically, that's why we're not sending him there. And they went, well, there is another option. It's called the RNC. It's um, it's in Hereford. Do you want to have a look? And we went to have a look. And it just, it ticked all my boxes. Uh, ironically, I said at the start of this, I am absolutely dire at music. And I, I went and did a music technology um, BTEC, which... Cool. <laughs> God knows how I got through it.
0: Were you there for two two years, three years?
1: I was I was there for three years. So I was there from September two thousand and eight until July two thousand and eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had many uh, many an up, many a down. But the ups were ups, and the downs were downs. And I made some lifelong friends there. Sure. And you know, I I wouldn't change anything for the world.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. So, um, so was it whilst you were at r Because I know you said it was 16 that yes. you lost sight, was it whilst you were in yes. Hertford?
1: it was during my first half term, actually. Um, you know, I, I did quite a spot of underage drinking right. <laughs> um, and had gone out one night. Okay. Uh, and woken up the next day. Now, when I get drunk, I lose my light perception. Okay. It's it's one of my key triggers to tell when I've had too much to drink. Uh, if I'm out with one of my old college friends, he'll always go, you can always tell when Legion's pissed, the lights have gone out for him. Sure, um, yeah. So I just woke up this next morning with a hell of a hangover, and I was like, oh, God, where, where's everything? You know, I it's a bit hazy where is everything and um, it just stayed you know i could see shadows and light and dark and that was that was it right and um, blissfully i was in the right place at the right time really
0: sure yeah So you i guess yeah acclimatize yes and i guess mm. i mean obviously it would have helped you that you know uh, wisely, I'd say you'd uh, been prepared already with learning to use the cane, yes. learning to uh, use braille.
1: Yes, I'd also learnt growing up to be very adaptive to different situations. Sure, um, you know some people would see this as as child cruelty. I see this as character building. Um, my mum, as a rule, would periodically change the living room around.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, when me and my brother had gone to bed because we were notorious for jumping on the furniture. Right. And we would come down the next morning, the light wouldn't be on, we'd go to jump on the sofa and face down the wall.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Which, do you know what? Yes, technically could be seen as child abuse, but it didn't do nearly damage. No. Apart from my face.
0: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I I can see. There's definitely a balance, especially when... You're growing up blind because I know, um, I mean, I, I've talked about it uh, on this podcast in previous episodes, but I lost my sight of five. And one thing I always say to people that always sticks in my head is when I learned to use, when I, when I was using my cane, if I bumped into something, you know, my mum and dad, it's not like they wouldn't check I was all right, but it'd be there like, well, you you came properly. And I was there like, yeah. And it was there like, probably not. Yeah. And they were there like, well, you know, do it next time. Um, you yeah. know, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And it's like that yeah, kind of thing. No.
1: There, there is no point being wrapped in cotton wool because the world is not wrapped in cotton wool.
0: Exactly. No, I'd agree. And um, it's something that. I noticed when going to uh, RNC myself.
1: It, oh, you went.
0: Yes, it would have been. Uh, you, you said you left in twenty eleven. I started in twenty fourteen. Um, oh wow! So yeah, three years later. Because I went after. I went to Sixth Form first, mainstream wise. Mm. Um, but uh, which again I've gone through on this podcast. But yeah, it was um. Yeah, I went there, and it was something that I noticed when being there that some people had been wrapped in cotton wool by their parents. Yes. Uh, where I had, I suppose I didn't fully, n- fully know it at that point. Uh, maybe I did, but then I, I, I got, I learned to appreciate it more that my parents had not done that to me. Yes. Because there were say some kids yes. there that I don't think say their parents would have ever. Oh can you know considered taking their taking them skiing, for example, yes, which you know I did do with my family,
1: yeah yeah, which you know yeah no, uh
0: which I'm very aware <laughs> I was fortunate f- on that front as yes. well, like not anyone not everyone can do that uh, but yeah, it's just like that kind of thing, and yeah i it's interesting how like you said, you just need to learn to adapt because mm. I never had a... Deterioration was never a concern for me. Um, mm. You know, it was... At least they never told... I mean, if it had happened, I think it would have been a very much a shock. Uh, yeah. It was It was always expected that the site I had left is what would stay the same, and it is at this point. Um, yes. And yeah, you know, So, but you still need to, you know... You know a room you know some rooms may change the way they are set up you know and yeah. then you just need to you know work your way around it you know it's yeah. easily done yeah, yeah yeah Um, I guess uh, on the mobility front you're are you still a cane user today
1: I am uh, I actually I got a guide dog at age 17 okay um, and I used him for a very, very long time. Um, he retired in 2015. right? And I went back to using a long cane. Um, I did consider getting a, a, another dog, um, but when Charlie, my guide dog, retired, I found out that my wife was pregnant. And not long after then, my daughter was born. And it just, it wasn't convenient, really, to get a replacement dog. Sure. Um, especially when there's a tiny human that is needing feeding and is pooing and weeing and puking everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's a child on top of that. Yes. <laughs> my wife was just sworn at me prolistically in the background. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and she cried notoriously. And the kid as well. Um and then my wife is, is allergic to life, basically. So that I had to be put on a specialist waiting list for a guide dog. Right. And nothing really came of that. And then I had to take myself off the waiting list when my second child came on. Uh-huh. Uh, and then went back onto it again. And then coronavirus came around.
0: Right. And
1: they basically went, because of coronavirus, we've missed our target with you. Do you mind if you come off the waiting list? And I literally made the phone call on Monday to put myself back on the waiting list uh, because my wife's got herself a toy poodle yeah. and her reactions to dogs now are considerably less than what they used to be. Charlie was a golden Labrador.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Crossed with a golden retriever and a dustbin. Yeah.
0: Sums up lads.
1: <laughs> yeah, very much okay. so.
0: Was was he the like first dog you they tried matching you with?
1: Do you know what? Yes he was. Um I signed up for the waiting list initially on my sixteenth birthday. Right. Um and I got a phone call very shortly after then saying, we've matched you with a dog, Um, he's called Charlie, Uh, can you train with him? And I went, no, I'm off to college now, Um, if this had come six weeks earlier, I'd have been okay. Yeah. Um, Because I can't delay my first year of college. Sure. And then I got a phone call, May 2009, basically going, um, we've had Charlie um, reassessed, and we've been able to retrain him because he would be a waste on not being given to someone if you can train with him please let us know and i i was able to uh because term ended yeah of course. and i went home for the six weeks holidays mm-hmm. and had six very intense weeks of guide dog training um qualified within two weeks yeah of having him and then just did extra route training around my local area sure um and he was he was thick as pig dung mm. personality wise he was the most amazing lovable rascal of a dog going he was a phenomenal phenomenal guide dog right um, and he is very much missed even now sure. because he was he got me through so much and was stopped me from going insane in quite a quite a lot of dark periods in my life. Sure. But he as... was also a massive pain in my arm. No, no, we've uh,
0: we've just <laughs> t- 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 it's it's like having a child. Um Yes, very much so. Yeah. Although
1: children don't eat as much.
0: Well you know, give it or, time. You know. Dep- depends on the age they, <laughs> you know,
1: they to... <laughs> my daughter's four and she 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 eats everything, and then my son, who is two, eats double that.
0: I feel like, I mean, I was, thought I'm not in a situation, I don't have kids yet myself. Um, mm. uh, do, my wife and I, uh, do plan to eventually. Um, mm. and I do often think I would rather that than the other, which is what uh, my sister and my younger brother, to a lesser extent, but still, you know, were pretty fussy growing up. Um, oh, yeah,
1: do you know what? Kids are fussy. They oh, yeah. are frustratingly fussy. <laughs> they still eat you out of house and home, though.
0: Well, yeah. I guess if once you know what they like <laughs> and you get that stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned though about uh, Charlie. Uh, you know, being great with uh, helping you. Um, I guess uh, at dark times, because it is something that uh yes. covered with uh, previous guests uh, on here yes. is that you know it's it isn't the mobility side is great too. to, you know, even more so, you know, amazing, incredible, you know, use whatever word you want. Um, But the companionship is just as important, if not more so. Yes, it
1: is. Yeah, very much so. You know, anyone who's a guide dog owner and can't create a worthwhile and meaningful bond with their, their service dog, should maybe consider not having a guide dog because you you need to show. As, yes, they are a, they are a working tool, but they are a working tool that needs love. Yeah,
0: you know, that's the thing. They're not they're not robots.
1: They? No, they're not. No. You know. and when you step in through the door, yeah, the dog is a dog.
0: Yes, at the end exactly. Of the,
1: day. the dog needs needs to be played with. Yeah, it needs love. It needs toys. You know, it needs treats. Definitely. And they are they are one of the most worthwhile things
0: out there yeah no, definitely so Um, so you would have got Charlie whilst you were at RNC yes Uh, were there many other guide dog uh, users on campus at the time when you were there
1: Uh, there was only under the age of 20 no there was about Three, right? Um, none of the others were in my social circle. Okay. Um, so, and then there were plenty. Oh, I don't know if you had it back in your day, apparently the RTU students. Yes. Um, quite a lot of them had died dogs. Yes.
0: Now, yeah, the over 25s year. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I've been informed recently that the uh, that the college uh, no longer have the contract to. That doesn't uh, surprise me. Yeah,
1: the funding was going down the drain back in my day. So
0: yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's uh, a it is uh, not surprising as you said, but it it is uh, a shame because especially I think it, it was yes. very useful for for those who um, were over twenty five and you know lost their sight at that you know at yes, that later stage.
1: Needed. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're needed sure. the support and the yeah education really. Yeah, <clears throat> are you sort of? Um, when it came to like the independent living skills side though like was that useful to you
1: in some aspects yes but in some aspects no um so i'd always been brought up to do my own bits and pieces which my la- uh, my wife will probably laugh at because i am yeah. very very lax when it comes to comes to doing anything now sure um no, my my mum basically taught me from a young age how to fend for myself, feed myself, money management, how to wash my clothes, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Et Your mum used to come in and turn the slow cooker on for you. That's because I work. And how raw chicken. That's unfortunate. He doesn't need to know that. I uh, my wife is taking the paper because I am notorious for eating raw chicken. Fair play. No, it's not really fair. <laughs> it's I mean, stupidity. I mean, but... <laughs> you, you can't.
0: Uh, when you say, as in, are you saying in a sense of that you're not very good at cooking it, or you just can't, you know, you just eat it before without no, trying no, no. to cook it? I, I'm trying to.
1: I'm not very good good at uh, cooking it and judging it, right. um, which is a shame because I love chicken. And then I also, I also went through a phase of buying chicken goujons, sure. which I didn't realize it had to be cooked until I was so sick. <laughs> The the unfortunate thing is the Gujran situation has happened about four or five times now.
0: That's why I don't know. I I mean, I was taught when it came to meat I'm I'm in a situation now since my time RNC. I've gone vegetarian, Uh, so yes, so so I don't really have. uh,
1: You don't have that problem. (laughs) Not, not really
0: an issue when it comes to. Even though I do sometimes prepare, you know, will prepare meat for my wife to have um and obviously you know uh, and you know in the same way that you know when i have when we do have kids um you know if they end up eating meat that's fine uh yeah yeah. but i know i was always when i was cooking because again yeah like chicken was one of the main reasons why i didn't go vegetarian for so long um yeah was a big chicken fan uh i don't know like i remember the way they showed me with the um using the talking thermometer See, I
1: should always, I, I always mean to invest in one of those. And then I find a useless gadget that I want more. Are
0: they talking for a moment? Is that expensive? I don't really remember.
1: Well, no, they're not. But then I, I see a useless gadget and go, yeah, yeah, I really want that.
0: That's fair. You
1: yeah. know, I, I, need a, I need a lights and sounds group from Guardians of the Galaxy. But you can't see what it's doing. Don't matter, still want it.
0: Yeah, I mean wow. For the
1: for a, the children.
0: Yes. That's always the big thing, isn't it? Like uh I'd yes. have that when um taking my um I took my younger brother for as long as I could before he got too old to any um Disney animated film that came out. It was, uh, uh, it was there like You, you can
1: know, never be do you know what? I, you would never be too old for oh, Disney
0: animation. I, comp- I completely agree with you now, but I mean, at the time, I was a teenager, so I think there was still that little part yeah. of me that was there, like you know, you know, need yeah. to try and, you know, it's not cool to go on my own, even though I say that. I it never really bothered me because there was a point where me and three of my mates at seventeen years old went to watch the new Muppets movie. So, uh, the, do you know what the
1: Muppet the two thousand and twelve
0: one? Was it two thousand twelve or two thousand eleven? But
1: T- Oh god, it might have been 2011. It was a long, bloody long time ago. That Actually, no, hang on. I said film. I was, I
0: said I was 17, so it must have been 2012. Um, yeah, but anyway, that yeah, early 2010s is the point. Yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. with the, So yeah, the, yeah, it was basically the new reintroduction uh, of yes. the franchise.
1: Yes, that was a cracking film. I, agree. I always remember. Um, I, me and one of my mates got into the Lego movie for and there was like me and him in our mid-twenties it's, great. <laughs> it's a great film 304 and 5 year olds and their oh, parents yeah. and me and him were, like, we're a little bit out of place
0: here oh yeah I mean you get that a lot when I go to any of those now but I'm just there like I don't care yeah. at this point yeah. you, know, I'm, you know I'm here for the film that's all I care about yeah. and especially in the case of the Lego movie franchise to me personally and it's maybe something I get into with uh, other podcast in the future, the Lego Batman movie is one of the best uh, comic book
1: adaptations ever. Um, it's hilarious. It's yes. so good. Yes, you know, love, nobody listens film. to me that it's so good. I mean, I, by nobody, I mean my wife doesn't listen to me that it's, and my daughter. My daughter is very judgmental for a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to,
0: yeah. to be fair, it's one of those films that I could understand why, especially very young kids. And this isn't me suggesting that. You know, young kids can't enjoy. Yes. Um, and can't enjoy. I guess what would be considered animated films that are also aimed at adults. But I think with the with the Lego Batman movie specifically, there's it's because it's so much of it delves on knowing the Batman character or like yeah, or being knowledgeable of the previous outings. You know, in in yes, the character's definitely. history and all that stuff. So I do think that it, could play a factor. It,
1: Yes, and it does It does touch, obviously, on the, the history of Batman. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, the 60s cartoons, the 80s, 90s films, yeah. the early nineties films. Yes. Oh, such a good film. Yes. Which, that is one thing I'm quite proud of. My daughter will happily sit down and watch the Adam West Batman with me.
0: <laughs> That's fair. I have to I've oh,
1: I- just thought I need to try my son on that. That would be something
0: different to the normal hogwash he watches. <laughs> well, um, good luck with that one. Thank if, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those films that I could very much see why it's it's very kid-orientated, I would say, the Adam yeah. West one. And I have to admit, yeah. I think, I, I get the appeal of it, but I will admit it doesn't fully do it for me, and I think that's where the Lego Batman movie does, because I think something yes. about it being animated just, yeah. for whatever reason, just helps there, because I I yeah I didn't watch the Adam West films until I think it was like the last Batman movie I ever watched, just mm. due to the thing. Like I'd watched the, yeah. the Dark Knight trilogy first, and then the Burton films, and then the Schumacher. Aren't they
1: outstanding? The um, the, the the uh 2005 2011 trilogy aren't they outstanding?
0: Yes, uh, I've uh, they are they are very good. I will admit, uh, uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises are a bit <laughs> below Dark Knight for me. Yes. Um but
1: uh Yes, Dark Knight.
0: But um I and I actually personally I prefer Dark Knight rises to Batman Begins. Not by much but I do, I do prefer... It. Ooh, controversial talk there. Oh, yes, very much so.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm very you, If you were doing a comic book podcast, yes. you, ooh, you'd be in muddy waters there, my friend.
0: Oh, I have no issue with being in the minority <laughs> when it comes to my opinion on films. I think Man of Steel was the best live-action Superman movie we've ever had. Man um,
1: of Steel is a very, very good film. Yes. Just because it goes into the lore of Krypton. Yes.
0: Um, But anyway, this uh, this isn't meant to be my film podcast <laughs> uh concentrate on uh, your experiences next week stuff. on
1: callum's film podcast
0: <laughs> well i am um as i say if people want that they can go to my other podcast uh, watching with no eyes uh oh. but uh yeah. nicely plugged yes i know uh <laughs> you have to get them in there but with uh hang on get my mind back on track of what we're talking about yes but your time <laughs> with rnc like with the independent living skills, I suppose I'd be curious, were they useful when it came to your sight deteriorating?
1: Not really, no. No? Because No, because I, I'd been taught to do it by touch to begin with.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: So, which I, I understand being very difficult for my mum being fully sighted. She'd gone out of her way mm-hmm. to teach me and my brother by touch and by feel and by sound. Sure, that's fair. So I just wish I'd listened more on the chicken lessons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But um, <laughs> but with um, so with your time at RNC, I know you mentioned uh, doing some underage drinking, as you put it, which obviously not putting, yeah. not putting you to shame. Pretty sure majority of the country have oh my Um,
1: do you know what my three years of rnc were fueled on fuel uh, were fueled on booze sex and rock and roll and drugs and then i left rnc and grew up a bit you'd have to say i mean i I didn't grow up fully you know because i'm still a huge man child but
0: no shame
1: you know you leave and i I was going to go to university right and i didn't um, no. And I didn't just be through pure laziness. Okay. Um, and I'd acquired by that point a girlfriend who then became my first wife. Um, right. I foolishly was was married at the age of twenty for lust, not love. Really, no. um, that was quite a. I was then divorced. Well, I was separated by twenty-one. Um, quite ironically, my current wife, who I have been married to now for four years and been in a very long relationship with, um, was at my first wedding. Which you know tells you all you need to know, really. <laughs>
0: Fair it play. Fate. So it was someone? So it was uh, this was someone you met at, at RNC? Uh,
1: my my first wife was someone I met at RNC. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, we separated in... got married in 2012, um, separated in 2013, and then my divorce was finalised in 2015. Um, and then I got married again in 2017,
0: yeah. Fair play. And, um... So... As you didn't go to uni, like what did you end up doing, like um, to keep yourself busy?
1: Oh, I just—I was a dull waller. I was just dossing around, not doing anything between two thousand and eleven and two thousand and thirteen. I just did nothing. I was my own worst enemy. Right. And I was just happy to you know, live off live off the state and just blissfully float along through life. And then me and my first wife separated. And I think that's what gave me the kick up the bum sure. to basically realise, you know, what the hell am I doing with my life? In two thousand and thirteen I was twenty one. I was like, okay, I'm twenty one, I've got all these years ahead of me. I want my life to be meaningful.
0: Right.
1: I want something to do. And I actually started, an, it's only small, but I started an open university course. Okay. Um, in late 2013. And unfortunately, I still to this day, not finished that open university course. Right. But in March 2014, we were talking before the podcast, in March 2014, I got very, very drunk. Right. And two days later, got a phone call from my current employer um, who are a bank and they are Spanish. But Due to my contract, I am not allowed to name them in any media. No. Um, That's fair. So I got a phone call saying, you've done this application form. It's really good. We're going to progress you through to um, interview stage. And I went, That's nice. What is it? You know, what application? Yeah, sure. Submitted one. Submitted one the other day. Oh yeah, I'll take your word for that. Come on, let's crack on. And I did my full interview in the last week of March, two thousand and fourteen. Got offered a contract on the fifth of April, two thousand and fourteen. And then Access to Work got involved. And I didn't start work until August 2014. Right. So the joys of technology and scripting and everything was just a bit of a car crash. But they were a company that saw me as a person, not as a waste of space. I mean, I'm sure they think I'm a waste of space now, but... You know they they gave me a chance and they gave me a job. Sure, yeah. I will forever be grateful. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know the going on, it gives me, it gives me so much to show the kids. You know, uh, granted I'm working from home at the moment, but I, I go to work to earn money. Yeah. So that me, my wife, and the kids can live to the the level that we are accustomed to. Yeah, and I think that's an excellent, excellent. Uh, I, I like being a role model for my kids in sure. that aspect.
0: I'm sure, it's some. Um, I suppose some people may listen to this, uh, including myself, obviously while we're talking, and think. Um, I think it's fair to say that you seem to have been pretty fortunate when it comes to getting oh. into work and oh, yeah. not not in uh, a I'm... not in a um, and i'm not saying this is like you know thinking you know not by any means am i suggesting you don't deserve it or not that i'm suggesting that you know you know people would be envious it's just more the fact i think in comparison yes. to some people's stories uh in the blind community mm-hmm. especially and even disabled community but specifically blind community it's it seems you've been you know you've managed to avoid a lot of the obstacles that are on the road to employment
1: yes I mean I, I was I was very very fortunate I mean i have done hundreds and I mean from the end of well the start of November 2013 up to March 2014 and even beyond I submitted hundreds of applications and okay, like others fair. got hundreds of hundreds of rejections for stupid reasons yeah True. As a lot of BI people will, um, will you know attest to, yes. and it, you get rejections that are written that are basically cleverly written bullshit,
0: sure, uh,
1: cleverly worded as it were, yeah. Um, and you know, I always remember when I when I was on my Waller years, I went through you know the job centre plus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and they they put you on all these programs and none of these programs that people are put onto really you know know how to deal with a visually impaired person because I you know I did I did apply myself to these courses but the course producers didn't know how to deal with a blind man
0: yeah sure
1: you know they they had no idea they were used to dealing with Mr and Mrs Smacker from down the road mhm you know, which I know is a bit tarring a lot of people with a very big brush, but disability is not contributed in job centre plus's road to who shall we get a job for? Yeah, you know, you can go to job centre plus, and I, I always remember doing this, um, going to job centre plus and going, "I want your help getting a getting a job," and they went, "That's not our role." And I was like, well, "What's your role then?" So. What was but, that? no. I'm yeah, interested you remember yeah. their answer. Uh, I can't remember their answer. It was it was a load of rubbish. It was a, we are we are to enable you to get yourself a job but you call the job centre plus you do jobs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you no, <know>? that's, <coughs> no, that's fair. It's as I'm sure you recall and you sort of saying that it's it's very it can be very frustrating for
1: some Oh yes. Yes it can. Yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i know i've painted painted mine in quite a quite a nice light and in the eyes of quite a lot of people it is it's a very nice nice light i've you know i've gone through my work in life yeah. um i've been able to bop along quite nicely if there' have been any sort of access issues i will i not say they've been good they've not been great but they've been good with with making adaptations um I have had a manager now for the past who, um, 21, 20, 19, 80. end of 2017, I got an absolutely phenomenal manager right. who, when you get on with someone and you respect them as well, that makes it so much easier. I'm sure. Um, and somebody, you know, I, I now have a manager who, who I class as a friend as well as she is a very, very good manager, but she, she also understands she's the first manager who's ever gone. Okay. You know, you're blind. How does your system work? Yeah. Um, I'm going, you know, I am going to learn this and I'm going to learn it with a screen reader and try and use it how you use it. Right. Right which you know not many people would do that no and i am forever grateful for my manager for doing that
0: yeah i'd imagine so <clears> that's <throat> oh, oh, i mean you know very good to hear that you know you've um i guess fair to say that you've uh, had uh, success with it though like you said oh. was it 20 was it 2013 you said,
1: 2014? 20 2014 so yeah. i have been uh, 7 years August bank holiday. Yeah. <coughs> which so, yeah. if i last three more years which it being an if i last three more years i will get a 100 pound amazon voucher. Wow. Which my wife quite ironically was one month off collecting before she left.
0: <laughs>
1: so. But uh, that was the breaks.
0: That's fair. Um, to ask with, uh, your, so you mentioned, uh, your wife and I don't know if we've mentioned whilst talking, uh, when recording, but I know you mentioned before, uh, she's visually impaired as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 She was actually my older brother's friend from best friend from primary school. Oh, okay. Um,
0: not going to so, lie, uh, lie, you started saying that and it sounded like one of those, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Star Wars parody Spaceballs. Um,
1: do you know what? I've never seen it. Oh, I've never, ever seen it. I've heard phenomenal things about yeah. it. And I've never watched it.
0: Fair play. I mean, I don't know how easily it would be, granted, because due to, when I've watched it, due to when it came out, it obviously doesn't have audio description, mm. uh, which obviously would be great if it does, but I'm paraphrasing and there may be some people listening to this who do know the quote accurately, but say <laughs> there is the you know the Darth Vader Mickey um dark helmet uh says to um i can't remember the character the luke han solo combined character's name but he goes you know it's uh there is you know he never told you did he that i am your father's cousin's uncle's roommates twice removed <laughs> uh it's
1: just like this whole ramble um no but yeah no, I mean Brilliant. But no, um she was she was my brother's best friend at <coughs> primary school. Okay. Um and her best friend has been a very close friend for me for years. Nice. And we got back in contact um after my separation uh from the first wife and uh, my mate recently went. Oh, you, you know, you want to, you want to get back in contact with Alex because you know she's single too. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, not thinking any of it, and I did. And I'd like to say it's been blissful ever since, my love. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes, yes, it has. But you know, like like anything, you have ups and downs in relationships. But she has been the best thing for me um, since. Well, you know, Slice bread's been around an awful long time, darling. I know you're old, but you're not that old. <laughs> she's now hurling more abuse at me, but um, <laughs>
0: I'm sure some will no, not she's... blame her.
1: No, well, <laughs> those people would be wrong. I'm no. a delight. Think... <laughs> but no, she's she's the best thing that has ever happened to me. She's the most amazing wife and mother to my children, and I would be physically and literally lost without
0: her. That's, um... There so say, you go, there's some mush yeah, for you. I was going to say, it's a very, it's a, very, um, it's a lovely sentiment. Um, Thank you. And I'm aware my, um, the tone of voice that I have uh, makes it sound like, um, sarcastic. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm not. Uh no, I'd, it's all I'd, right.
1: The sarcasm I'd, is warranted. No, I don't. I don't.
0: Em- I don't emote very well.
1: Yeah,
0: go for it. No, uh, don't you worry. Yeah, but um, but I suppose um, a nice segue there with you mentioning. I was going to ask about. A, you've, you've talked about your um, uh, kids, uh, four and two years old. As, yes. If it's one, are they f- uh, fully able?d Or are they also?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we actually um, when my daughter was born. Mm -hmm. We had to go to the ophthalmologist. The ophthalmologist was literally there within three minutes of my daughter being born. Sure. Um, Which I am quite bitter about because the guy was a knobhead. Fair enough. Um, You know, when you're just like... At at the time when my daughter was born, me and my wife weren't married. Okay. And I, I... I'm very opinionated on the way you talk to people. And I think if you're pleasant to people, they will be pleasant back. Sure. And this, this bloke just went to me, so what's your daughter's name then? And I went, oh, she's, she's called Olivia Rose Henson. And he went, no, she isn't. She's called Olivia Rose Hammond because you're not married. and In the hospital, she will take the maiden name. And I went, um, no, you're done now. Go away.
0: It's a nice start. Huh?
1: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind, but he was about twelve.
0: <laughs> um, mm. So, so it was basically. So the idea was that she was checked. Yes. If she could
1: so see. They, they basically. They, uh, yes, she she could see, and um, she still can see. Well, yes. <laughs> um, <that's, laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so can so could my son. Yes. But no, they they were both um, checked right. for being blind and. We think my son may have a slight script. He may need glasses later on in life. But I think that will probably be, be through his own stupidity. Um, he's he's very much a boy's boy. Sure. <laughs> he is his own worst enemy.
0: That's fair. Um,
1: you know, if it's if it's rough rough and tumbleable, my son will rough and tumble it.
0: Right, and and with them being f- four and two. Uh do they understand, like, I guess, you know, say that, you know, dad is more or less, is basically totally blind and, you know, mum is... Yes, my my
1: daughter does. Okay. My daughter does definitely. My daughter grasps it completely. My son doesn't really care. You know, he's, he's you know, he's, he's grown up with, with me being totally blind, though I think it's visually impaired. He knows no different. Um... You know, he 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 genuinely, he doesn't care. He's such a nice lad. He will accept anyone for who they are and, you know, not, not really care about anybody's foibles.
0: Sure, but, it is um, a, but he is, so he is aware like, of, you know.
1: I think he is.
0: Yeah. Okay. I
1: suppose yeah. I'm, just, I'm just curious
0: because um, um, I'll see.
1: No, it's a, it's a very, very valid question. Um, my daughter, funnily enough, she picked up on the fact that i couldn't see her from a very very early age um so if she'd done a a, a number two in a nappies right yeah and by the by, by the time she was walking and able to communicate so around about my kids walked from a very very young age they were both walking before they were one ah. um and they were both gabbling by sort of one one and a half You know, coherent gabble, so you sort of knew what they wanted. Uh, And if I, if my daughter had done a number two in her nappies, and I need to change a bum, I'd be like, "Right, Olivia, where are you?" And there would just be deathly silence. Mm -hmm. Like she would, she would zip off like Sonic, but as quiet as you (laughs) could think. And kids are not quiet. And this kid, honestly, she was hilarious. She, I mean, she's she can't do quiet now sure but for about six months between the age of one and a half and two she would have given a ninja a run for the money
0: just because what she just didn't want to be changed
1: oh yeah you yeah, know she didn't want to be changed no yeah whereas That's my a... son is the opposite and he hasn't really figured out if i go to him down come on we need to change a bum he'll throw a massive temper tantrum and like right there you are <laughs> let's get you over here <laughs> No, that's fair enough.
0: I suppose it's just it's something that um, I'm sure others, as well as myself, are curious of. Uh, at what point, I guess, children realise, Because I yeah I I, I'm, I like I said I don't have kids yet myself, but uh, my older brother, um, him and his uh, wife to be, uh, have uh, five. Um, oh, wow. and. I often... I've never managed to directly ask them, uh, and in a way it would probably be better if I managed to before this comes out, um, and this isn't the first time they hear me saying it, uh, of, like, if the kids realise, you know, say that... And I know some people don't like this term, but I don't mind saying it, that I'm, you know, different. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. You
1: know, it's a completely valid thing. Yes,
0: and I've often wondered, and obviously... The older ones may do, the younger ones I'm not sure. I don't know if um you know if my brother and um his partner have ever uh, informed them. You know, yeah. if they've ever been asked. I'm aware that I don't think all of them are my biggest fan at this point. Uh just because I don't emote, because I don't yeah, you know, I think I've I can I've come across to them growing up uh slightly intimidating. Um, mm. and especially with the uh the older two are both girls so they gravitate to my sister more uh yeah which i think is not always the case but can often um be the case and it does help that my sister is very good at emoting she's actually she's now um in pediatric nursing um oh wow and, oh yeah wow um and uh yeah she, she, you know fair play to her um mm. obviously Visually, not something Very I'd, much so. visually something I'd not be able to do, but also I think being that um uh that uh I'd probably have to be able to be a lot more emotional on the outside to um help the kids out, and I don't think I'd do a good mm. job uh, mm. like working in schools, I think I could manage, but to that level, probably not
1: yeah no 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 yeah, no that's that's perfectly valid, yeah. You know, some 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 people are made for it, some people aren't. No, exactly. Um
0: So so with um so we're talking about your children there. Um but the uh, other thing I wanted to uh talk about before we wrap up is uh hobbies. Um I know you you <laughs> yeah. meant you mentioned uh Harry Potter and uh reading, so right now like do yeah. you listen to audiobooks?
1: Yes, my, my primary thing now is audiobooks. Um I don't read Braille. Uh, simply because I've got no space for Braille.
0: I was say, it takes up a lot of...
1: It does. It, and I don't really have does. the money for a Braille display because yeah. they are disgustingly expensive. Mm. Um, but no, my, my primary source is Audible and Big Finish. And I have very, very recently got an RNIB um, library. Uh, okay. Thing and I use the Overdrive app, and um, they've got some. Uh, they've got some books that have not been released on Audible, which I think is grand. Um, like over Christmas, I started reading the Magical Box of Delights, children's story from the nineteen thirties, which BBC made into a TV drama in the eighties, uh, and the TV right. drama is phenomenal. So I wanted to read the book, sure, um and couldn't find it anywhere apart from the RNIB and. Uh, it was on there because it wasn't on Audible. That's good. But no, my 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 primary thing is I I love my audio books. I love my audio dramas. I am a huge comic book geek and film nerd. Um, uh, and loads of random TV shows as t- well. Yeah.
0: So when it comes to comic books, obviously, um, you know, not being able to read them, like, do you get the um, like the the audio adapted versions on Audible?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the the audio versions from Audible, um, also from Graphic Audio. Yes. Um, who are currently? I, I remember you saying you, you, you quite like comic books. Um, mm-hmm. They are currently doing the entirety of the boys in audio.
0: Right. Is it? Have you which, watched the
1: series? The series is nuts. Because
0: I, I I haven't. I don't have Prime, so that's uh, the oh, main reason. Um, no,
1: honestly, the series is nuts it's absolutely balls to the wall insane
0: sure i mean i can imagine i do know like the roughly i know the premise of the boys comic and series yeah um and i could imagine like i say i just i don't have prime i have like uh netflix and disney plus uh disney,
1: isn't disney plus worth its weight in gold
0: at, definitely at this point, and I mean, yeah. uh, I might be stereotyping here, but I'd imagine pretty good as a parent as well.
1: Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? It, it, it when uh, we got notified um, in January, obviously the price is going up in March. Now, luckily, our price didn't go up because we were uh,
0: already subscribed. pre-order. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We
1: we actually pre-ordered it before it came okay. to the UK. Right. So we got the first year for fifty quid rather than sixty. Sure. And then the second year, sixty quid rather than eighty, which is what it's gone up to, because sure. uh, of the introduction of Star. Yes. And i was talking to my wife about it, and she was like, "Do you know what? You know, we could be charged. We could be charged two hundred pounds for that. It is worth its weight in gold. It's seen us through lockdown. It's entertained Olivia like nobody's business." I
0: mean, I imagine so. And yeah, no, I've no, I've been using it a lot for lockdown, and that was uh, through lockdown, and that's even before uh, Star has been added. But like, yes, but yeah, and President- the
1: Star is. Very
0: good. One of the first things Um, I know I did when I got it uh, last March was to watch the fact that a lot of the old Disney animated films have audio description on there.
1: Well, did you know it was the best launch of a streaming service for the disabled because it had over 500 shows with audio description?
0: I'm not surprised, to be honest, Mm. because it's something I've um, talked about on uh, some episodes in the past on here as well, which is that when you compare to so many Disney Plus, like Netflix hasn't done too badly, but Disney—I mm. mean, like I said, just so many stuff. Again, they're not perfect, but so many of their old content, like the one that really surprised me, is Steamboat Willie, having audio I, really, I, I know,
1: it. I know. Do I, I, you know? I was watching that, and I was like, "Wow, people in the '20s really had strange senses of humor." <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, um, it, it's amazing some of the obscure stuff that's on there that is described. Yes, um, no, I, I think it's phenomenal that definitely. the film catalog from 1928 upwards is completely described.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, and especially with like some of the films I watched as you know as a kid growing up, it's just again as I've said multiple times In on here, changer. audio description just add something. Yes. To like, you know, I could enjoy them without audio description. Sure. But watching them with audio description makes me it enjoy them. More. To it. Yeah. And, yeah. and obviously it's always good as well to have, um, the star Wars and, um, Marvel stuff available. Yes.
1: Some because stuff. Um, if you, if you got the Marvel stuff and the star Wars stuff, um, previously the, like if you bought it through iTunes, hardly any of the Marvel, uh, Marvel stuff had AD. All the Star Wars stuff did because the, the original Blu-ray prints, which is what they took the uh, iTunes copies from, had specially recorded audio description tracks for them, which they used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of the Marvel stuff did. And then it got put on Disney Plus, and it was all AD, and it was amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say I was... Most of the Marvel stuff I managed to watch for audio description, whether it, uh, before Disney Plus, as a result of mm. either in the cinemas when I started using audio description, or... Uh, I'm fortunate enough that I do have enough sight that I could, you know, navigate the menus to then turn yeah. it on um, on the DVD. Yeah, um,
1: yeah see, I, that, that's what shot me in the foot. I yes. sort of went digital, digital only. Right yes. about 2013, late 2013, I went digital only because I just had far too many DVDs. That's fair. Um, And now I only, physical media, I only really collect um, Doctor Who, Blu-rays, and some anime
0: that's fair um i mean i'm probably going to get to that point soon as well where i'm only collecting physical media cuz i do have a lot of dvds and um yeah i know my my parents as i was uh, from definitely i'd say from me being 15 onwards so for 10 years um have you know constantly been saying to me do you not think you have too many? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'd be yeah. there like, no, because, you know, no. more films are coming Media's out this good. year. More films are coming yeah. out this year and next year. You know, especially yeah. for myself, like I was, I've was, i always been big on uh, film news, so I would, you know, map out, you know, I'd find it out and then have it mapped out in my head what the next, like, say, Marvel Cinematic Universe schedule is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 do you know what I, I used to read? My,
1: my primary focus now is... Books, drama, audio dramas, and TV.
0: Yeah,
1: I I used to I used to be very much like you and map out my my film viewing schedule for the year. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, the last time I went to the cinema was in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. When did when did Endgame come out? Was that two thousand and twenty or two thousand? No, it was nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. A-
0: April two thousand nineteen. I, I went to the midnight screening.
1: <laughs> yes, I did too. Yeah. I got an absolute the wife. <laughs> Not as bad as Justice League though, where I went to the midnight screening for that. I mean, and the day after, got married. I
0: mean, that would have. Well, I mean, I can kind of get some. I mean, I would argue <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't worth it to be honest.
1: No, do you know what? It really wasn't. <laughs> it really, really wasn't. I'm waiting for the Snyder cut to come over here. Um, I know it's on uh, now TV. and Now TV. Yeah. But I don't think it's got AD on it, does
0: it? No, and to be fair, I don't know if it ever will because it's like that's one thing that's yeah. always, that's one thing that, um, again, I've yeah, spoken it does. about. And it, it, you know, with director's cuts, they never normally have yes. audio description on them.
1: So here is a fun fact for you now. HBO Max in mm-hmm. America yeah. has audio-described versions of Zack Snyder's Justice League, right, and Batman vs Superman: The Director's Cut.
0: I would enjoy watching the director's cut because I of BVS because I generally thought mm. it improved the film. Not yeah. not to a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but it definitely in my mind it improved the film. So that one I would be interested because yes. again with the dvd with the blu-ray that was sold here in the uk the director's cut didn't have a description on it
1: no no it didn't
0: and the justice one i definitely want because yeah because i do want to watch the justice League direct- i know it's four hours but i do want to watch it because you know um you know i will always support comic book adaptations in the film world it's why i'll go yes. and watch venom too um mm-hmm. I still not see the first one. I need to see the first one. <laughs> I mean, I personally say you're not you're not missing much, but as a comic book fan, <laughs> I could not blame you for wanting to watch it. Yeah,
1: um,
0: I was not a fan, but I clearly was in the minority because it made over eight hundred million dollars worldwide. So,
1: well, I, you know, they say that but anyone will watch anything these days, won't they? Let's
0: be honest. I mean, yes. Um, I think hopefully, to be honest, the the attitude towards cinema continues when they reopen. Cause as a, I'm a huge cinema fan, so I do um, hope I was, that they don't die.
1: I was, and I, I, it would be crying shame to see the cinemas die. Yeah. I like to go to the cinema. I, I like the experience. I want that experience yes. for my kids. Um, I mean, I, I took my daughter to the cinema before end game to see the, you know, uh, award-winning pepper pig movie which sure oh my good god <laughs> was painful i uh, not you one know, for the I, parents I, as well not no not a pixar no, film not a pixar film <laughs> not a pixar film at all in any shape or form you know it says something when even the kids are getting bored halfway through <laughs> That's and uh, you know when, when, slash, if they open up again, Cineworld is our local. Sure. And I, I want to take my daughter to more films. Mm. I, I think she's she's of the age where if I can bribe her with food, she'll sit still for long enough.
0: <laughs> I think, especially for, I think it's like the Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, yeah. the, those, you know, kind of yes. things, I think, definitely. Yes. Uh, yeah. And Completely yeah, four agree. is definitely, I know I was four when I first went to the cinema to To uh, f- watch Phantom Menace, funny enough.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you know, one of the first films I can remember seeing was The Flintstones, which... Fair play. That <laughs> was a very long time ago. When, I think that came out in 90... That came out in 94, but I think it was re-released sort of when Batman Forever came out, which I want to say was ninety eight. Uh, Forever, remember...
0: Batman Forever was 95.
1: 95? Uh, yeah,
0: Batman... Yeah, Batman and Robin was 97.
1: Batman and Robin. So I would have been five. Hmm. Um, And the Flintstones was being shown. And my mum took me in to see the Flintstones where my brother and stepdad went to go and see Batman. Because I I wasn't old enough. I'm not sure who got the better deal
0: there, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think... I think you may have got
0: the better deal, in my mind. To be honest, for me, it's just painful.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Painful, yeah. A
0: good drinking game. For the
1: ears and eyes. Yes.
0: Um... Yeah. Admittedly, though you're you're pretty you're with the drinking rules we were doing anyway, you 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 are screwed quite early on because you know oh, yeah. every ice pun every time Robin's whiny. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: you're e- pretty much drunk e- by the end <laughs> yeah. of the, the. Not even the first act. Sequence, yeah. Yeah. Not even the first act. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: every bat nipple as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. Which obviously I have to rely on people yeah. to let me know when it pops up. But one thing I did want to also talk about is your experience um, playing, um, was it The Last oh, Among Us 2?
1: The, the Last of Us 2. The Last of Us 2. Yes. yes. So so very recently I've got in trouble with my wife, which has, I hope to all your listeners, become a current theme of this podcast. <laughs> um, very much possibly. I managed to get hold of a PS5. Right. Now you're probably wondering why a totally blind man would want a PS5? Mm-hmm. My wife is still asking that question. The answer <laughs> to that question is The Last of Us 2. Right. Which, yes, you can, you can get on the PS4, but you don't have full navigation with speech, which you have on the PS5. Right. You don't have full system customization, which you have on the PS5. And The Last of Us 2... Is an out, I mean, it's a very, very dark, bleak, depressing video game. Sure. Of the first, you know, out of the world, if they could have picked a happier game to be fully accessible to the blind, disabled, and mainstream, Mm -hmm. I I think I would have preferred a happier game. But The Last of Us 2, so you you load it up and it brings up the main title sequence and if you press the down arrow when you first hear music, you get put into an accessibility option right. menu. Yeah, you can do everything on it. Um, it's it's programmed stuff. in binaural three D audio. Right. So when you are playing in the game, if you've got headsets on or you've got a five point one surround sound system, you can tell where things are through sound alone. Okay. There are sound cues. So, if you need to find somewhere, you know you spin your camera around and you'll hear sort of a sonar to tell you where you want to go. Yeah, there are sound alerts for different actions. so if you need to jump, it'll play one sound. If there's a loop nearby that you can pick up, it'll play another sound. okay. Every single menu is red. If there are really difficult puzzles, you know that somebody who is totally blind couldn't do,
0: uh-huh.
1: the game will literally go, You, you know, we think you've got blind options on. We think you might not be able to do this puzzle. We'll do it for you. Sure. So you know, very visual puzzles—they are gotten rid, basically gotten rid of. Right. I have had so much fun over the past few weeks being eaten alive by zombies. It's been (laughs) a blast, and it's such a depressing story, though. You know, sure. you need to be in a certain frame of mind to play it, and yeah, some of the, some of the, it, it makes me laugh. It's it's fully accessible apart from the cutscenes. There is no audio description. Oh, fair. Um, no. There's a beautiful post on the Naughty Dog website, which is the company that produced it. Which for those people that are listening to this, know Naughty Dog created the first three Crash Bandicoot games, so what a difference. <laughs> um, hmm. But there's a disclaimer on their website basically going, um, we don't have audio description in our cutscenes because we ran out of budget. Right. Which, you know, I mean, is valid. Yeah, you know, fair play
0: it, for their it, honesty. It,
1: it would have been lovely if it could have been applied, mm-hmm. but I'm going to forgive them because they've brought the ability for me to play a fully fledged, fully designed video game to life. And I I can play it on my own and then I can compare it with my sighted friends and go, Oh, you know, you get to this bit, you know, where, where such and such gets killed by a golf club. Sure. Um, And they're like, Oh yeah. You know, that was, that was really grim, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. But then the bit after we get eaten alive, you know, that was fun, wouldn't it? And you can go, Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that's fair, and the you know the fact that Naughty Dog have done this,
0: mm. it's very
1: opens the door. Yeah,
0: it's very commendable. You
1: know, it's very very commendable. But game developers as well will be able to see, you know, here is a whole other section of the market, and if we use this engine, yeah, where these features have already been developed, we can. Basically, tap another market, as it were. Because in the nicest possible way, they're not—they're not, they're not going to benefit the disabled because the disabled want it. They're going to benefit the disabled because it makes them more money.
0: Yes. Well, you know, yay capitalism.
1: Yay! Yay! comrade. I know that's socialism, isn't it?
0: Mm. I believe so. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but no, it's—it's it's such a lovely experience that and. You know, I've got um, another one, Madden NFL, which I have no idea how you would play American football. Mm. But the majority of game modes on it and the patches that are coming for it have basically turned a fully playable, you know, a not playable sports game into sort of a menu-driven strategy game on how you play American football. Okay. But it's it's all done through text-to-speech. It's fantastic. Um, It's not good stuff. You know, it is the developments in the gaming world. I think I hope I I don't expect to see anything this year. I don't expect to see anything next year. But I think in the next five or ten years, Mm. we will see more and more accessible games. Yeah. Which you know, I am so I want to be able to play games with my kids when they're old enough to play video games. Sure. And they can they can do it visually, and I can you know play multiplayer with them, and I can whoop their ass through sound.
0: <laughs> yeah, go all Daredevil on them. Uh,
1: yeah, oh yeah, 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 you know I could be the fat Mac Murdoch.
0: <laughs> no, it's um, no, it is uh, very impressive. Like, I have to admit, I'm not the biggest tech person in the world, um, but mm. there's no denying you know how, and I'm not. Great it is, and I wouldn't even call myself the biggest uh, gamer in the world. Uh, mm. like said, uh, with the site I have, uh, you know, FIFA uh, and Pez, but that's you know the FIFA's unwanted yeah, that's, sibling that's limit, uh, yeah. in in my mind. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, bastard, unloved child. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> and then I've been able to play a couple of fighting games, mainly being in just you know the injustice games. Um, and Never even though
1: very um, good, yes. multi-combat injustice. Yes, yeah.
0: and even then I'm just button smashing, but I'm still able to follow yeah. it. and the story is fantastic. Frankly, yes. it's what I thought they were going to do in the uh, DC films. Um, but you know, less said yeah. about
1: that, the, the better. They were a crushing disappointment.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> for for my money, overall, yes. Um, but again, so for some people, maybe not. But hey ho. Um, Indeed. But, but uh, no, that's definitely a, a good place, uh, I think, to finish. Uh, I know I nearly yes. definitely wanted to make sure got that in there. Um, thank you again for joining me today, Legion.
1: No, as I say, it's been my absolute pleasure.
0: Well, that was a very informative chat. Hopefully you found it educational and somewhat entertaining. You can follow me on Twitter, at TheBlindBrennan, send an email to theblindbrennan at gmail.com or join the Facebook group, Listen With Your Eyes. If you can like, share and rate the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. You've been listening with your eyes and you'll hear us again next time.